Hi, welcome to the Let's Talk with Mo Hassan podcast, and you're listening to Wisdom Nights. This is the fourth edition of Wisdom Nights, where I sprinkle a little dose of wisdom into your week. This edition is called Discomfort is Your Friend. Discomfort is the fuel for our personal growth. It is a catalyst for realizing our potential. We avoid awkward situations, yet we also pay for novel experiences that are uncomfortable. We sign up for obstacle course races. We go skydiving, salsa classes, and even sign up for marathons. Speaking of marathons, last Sunday, I ran the London Marathon. It is by far one of the most memorable days of my life. Let me paint the picture. I'm running along, the first 13 miles are going swimmingly, but at mile 13, my left calf muscle tightens. It tightens to the point where I feel it's going to tear. So I drop my pace to avoid injury. And at this point, I'm worried my six months of training, the hype, the fundraising, everything will be all for nothing. So as I slow down, I decide to power through the next nine miles to mile 22, solely using my right leg and carrying my left leg as if it's some sort of dead weight. I never stopped running. I never stopped running because at every Adidas runner session, which is my, the Adidas runners is my running group, at every Adidas runner session, people encourage me to keep going. And so by the time I reached mile 22, which is known as the wall, I smiled through mile 22 and I kept going. I felt so relieved to see the Adidas runner's flag at mile 23. They shot me with a confetti cannon, which was a nice touch, and it gave me the boost I needed to really enjoy and thrive during that last five kilometers, that last 3.2 miles. It feels good to have smashed my fundraising target and have the knowledge that I can handle unexpected obstacles during a race. The medal I received is lovely, but after six months, I know it will begin to collect dust in my desk drawer. It's the moments that led up to me crossing that finish line on the 28th of April, 2019. It's those moments that I will treasure, not the medal. So how should you think of discomfort? Well, discomfort is a warning signal. It mustn't be ignored and it mustn't be underestimated. Think of discomfort as a diagnostic toolkit for the things in your life that require closer inspection. So that discomfort in your knee may be the result of a muscle imbalance, or your suspicions about an employer may be based on their micro-expressions that reveal their dishonesty. Find the source of that discomfort. Conventional wisdom tells us to embrace discomfort or to push it to one side. We employ tactics to bury our discomfort. We don't effectively deal with it. We procrastinate from doing the hard things. The reason people lack consistency when learning a new skill, like a language or an instrument, is because being consistent often involves being consciously incompetent. Nobody likes losing. Nobody likes looking bad or feeling like a fool. And often the novelty of learning that new skill or going on that new adventure begins to wear off once our progress begins to plateau. The thing is, discomfort will force you to ask deeper questions. Are you really introverted? Or is the real reason you avoid public speaking because as a child you are taught to be seen and not heard? Do conversations about money irritate you? 
Because money, the topic of money, was a constant source of conflict in your family home. Have you convinced yourself that you have commitment issues or are you still heartbroken because you fell too fast, too quickly? So you've got to ask yourself these questions and discomfort is the thing that prompts these questions. The thing is, discomfort is the common ingredient in two in our two lead emotions, fear and excitement. On a physiological level, both of these emotions are the same. So you've got an elevated heart rate, you have sweaty palms, and your muscles start to twitch. You also may get a dry mouth. All of these symptoms, all of these physiological symptoms are both elements of fear and excitement. At certain points in time in your life, you have to decide which one you're feeling. So why is discomfort useful? Well, here's my thesis. Discomfort forces you to raise your game. Now, let me give you a couple of examples. Number one, you know, opening up to your best friend about, let's say, your battle with depression will take your friendship to the next level. Number two, politely addressing your grievances with an employer could lead to a promotion in the long run. Because after all, people who speak their mind are considered more reliable. Or number three, telling your partner of three years that the routine you've both established together has actually killed the excitement and intimacy in your relationship. That's never an easy conversation to have, but it's worth it. I guess what I'm trying to get at is don't just deal with discomfort. Befriend it. Become comfortable in its presence. See discomfort as a cue to ask yourself more meaningful questions. So at this stage, you're probably wondering, how do I do that? How do I leverage my discomfort? What are some practical tools or things I can do in my everyday life to harness that feeling of discomfort Um, and not just push past it or ignore it, but to actually use it to better myself, to build myself, to understand myself a bit better. And this is a long process and it requires some degree of introspection, i.e. looking inwards. This is how I would go about it. And uh, this is something I'm trying to experiment with at the moment. So here are my five um, tips of dealing with discomfort, harnessing discomfort. Number one, daily meditation and journaling. So meditation will help you enter into a calm state. It will clear all external distractions. It will allow you to focus on one or two things at a time it will also level it will also lower your levels of anxiety over time and help you enter what is known as the parasympathetic nervous system in terms of journaling journaling is an effective technique for tracking your emotions and thought patterns over longer periods of time so it's only once you read your diary entries from six months ago do you begin to spot issues related to things like self-sabotage or negative self-fulfilling prophecies um And it's interesting, you can see how emotions or thought patterns which are subconscious evolve over time because you've got those emotions on paper. You see things like, oh, I actually used to complain about very trivial things three weeks ago and now I tend to focus on the brighter side of life. You can't really see that in in such a concrete way unless you're actively documenting it. Um, People will notice the change in you and they'll only tell you about the change that observed once you've fully changed. Number two, keep asking yourself why. Don't stop at the obvious. Here's an example. I am anxious when meeting new people for the first time. Why? Um, because I'm not sure what to say. Why? 
uh, because I'm not sure that I can offer that much. Why? Uh, because I think they may judge me. Why? Because I was judged at school. Why? Because people thought I didn't fit within the norm. Why? Because I liked things that were probably beyond my age. Why? Uh, because I was the youngest in my household and I felt desperate to catch up. Why? And your whys don't necessarily have to all be directly related to each other. So you can even throw an additional question. So why is it that you, um, you know, felt people would judge you? You know, it doesn't have to be so linear, but asking why on a particular question and asking yourself why often forces you to search for deeper answers and cut out the crap. And once you have that um, understanding of yourself, you can walk into a room a lot more confident, um, a lot more sure of yourself. The thing is, confidence doesn't come overnight. Confidence comes through what's known as competence when you practice a skill and you become proficient at it. Socializing is also a skill, by the way. Um, but courage is the main thing, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. That's what courage is also about, is all about. So number three, immersion. Seek out situations and conversations that make you uncomfortable. And this can be done gradually. You're essentially acclimating to a higher level of discomfort, just like you would acclimate to lower levels of oxygen when climbing a mountain. Number four, audit your lifestyle. So keep a record of or, or observe the following things. The food you eat, the people you socialize with, the media you consume, the books you read, the films you watch, and so on. Audit all of these things because these things will all have a gradual effect on your mindset, on your levels of comfort, on your perception of yourself. And if you're conscious about these things, then you will have a better understanding of where certain things come from. Often we mistake our insecurities as, as being internal, but actually they are just the manifestation of external expectations. You know, if you're in your mid-twenties and your family are constantly telling you you should probably get married by now, uh, especially if you're a female and people are telling you, well, that biological clock's ticking, you better hurry up. Or if you're surrounded by people that may be academically brighter than you or uh, are more physically fit or projecting their own insecurities about their fears of going to the gym because they're not bulky enough or they're not fit enough, you may harbor those insecurities. Um, so that's something to watch out for. And number five is open up about your discomfort. I often find this is a tricky one because for me personally, because I'm someone that likes to push past discomfort. You know, I don't like being told right before a speech, it's okay to be nervous, tell the crowd you're nervous. I don't like that. But I've learned over time that that has benefits. Um, you're more relatable. It actually shows more courage to be vulnerable and to be open and to open up about your discomfort. And also you, you indirectly build a community of people that are looking to do what you're looking to do, which is to be more confident, which is to be more comfortable. And one thing I would want to say on top of this is this Wisdom Wednesday isn't so much about little tactics to overcome your discomfort in the moment. This wisdom, sorry, this wisdom night is more about learning to sit with discomfort, which is a skill in itself. It's not asking you to just become a perfect version of yourself so you have no insecurities. It's learning to try new things and sit in that discomfort for long enough 
often people think, you know, if they make a certain amount of money, if they look a certain way, if they have certain relationships, if they have a certain level of status, they will have no levels of discomfort in their life. And that may be true to a certain degree in those domains, but you are robbing yourself of trying new things. Because it is often the person that speaks seven languages, that has the body of an Athenian god, that uh, is, you know, in an amazing relationship and probably earns six figures. It is that person that rarely strays out of their comfort zone. They may travel, but they travel to the safer places. They may make new friends, but they make friends only in terms of what they know. They rarely put themselves in situations where they're open to be rejected or where they are of a lower value or lower status in that, in that scenario. So they're robbing themselves of new and novel experiences because they haven't learned to deal with that discomfort. Now, arguably, someone who has achieved that level of success organically, it hasn't been inherited, it hasn't been paid for, has learned to deal with discomfort to a degree. You know, anyone that's become proficient in any skill has learned to, to overcome that discomfort. But sitting with discomfort, making friends with it, understanding that that discomfort is the fuel to your growth, that you are created in that discomfort, that is the real learning. That is the real lesson. So the next time you're in your run and you're panting, or the next time you've joined a running group and you're last, you're dead last out of everyone, and you're worried about people looking at you like, hmm, so-and-so isn't exactly ahead of the pack, don't drop to that lower group where you come first all the time. Embrace that feeling. Embrace that feeling of feeling dead last. Embrace that feeling of not being the smartest person in the room. Embrace that feeling of, oh, damn, I just asked a dumb question. Now everyone's looking at me. Embrace that feeling because out of that feeling is where you grow. Out of that feeling is where you develop a better understanding of yourself. You're more compassionate to yourself. You push yourself. Embrace those feelings. Discomfort is your friend. Discomfort is a best friend. Make friends with discomfort. I recently heard uh, a quote uh, in an interview between Tim Ferriss and uh, Amanda Palmer. Amanda Palmer's got a very interesting TED Talk, links to everything I discussed below. And she essentially says, um, if you don't deal with your demons, your demons will go into the cellar of your soul and begin to lift weights. Now that's a very graphic um, image, but it's true. Over time, if you don't deal with your insecurities or your fears, they will go deep and begin to get stronger and manifest themselves in different areas of your life. So be open with your discomfort. Dance with it. Appreciate that it's even there. Don't try and extinguish it. Don't try and hide it. Don't try and mask it. Dance with it. Be friends with it. Understand that discomfort is the thing that you need. It's a fuel for growth. Now, I'm not asking you to be constantly in a state of unease i'm not asking you to be in a state of discomfort necessarily but i'm saying when it arises in a social situation or when you're learning that new thing don't give up don't be afraid to say hey i'm a little nervous hey that <laughs> handshake was a little awkward but lovely to meet you dance with that feeling anyway if you enjoyed this, please share it. You are listening to the Let's Talk with Mohassan podcast. And this is the fourth edition of Wisdom Nights. Why I drop a little dose of wisdom into your week. I hope you found this useful. I hope you found it beneficial. I will put the practical tips and the links to anything I've discussed in 
the show notes. As you know, we're available on iTunes, soundcloud.com slash mohassan92. And until next time, speak to you later. Goodbye.